0: You just got to keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your
1: Life podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world.
0: Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Chasta.
1: The host of the Rock Your Life podcast with a very, very, very special guest on today. My mama is in the studio today. How about that? Hi, Marsha Brock. How are you?
0: Hello, Lee, and I think I'm going to be doing good. <laughs> are you nervous to be on the podcast? No, not really. Not really.
1: It's funny because you've done stuff um, on the radio. Like when I worked in the radio in L.A., you've done stuff on that silly show Uh, We did Down on the Farm with Chasta's mom a couple times where we were silly with you. But you've never sat down with just me and done like a full podcast like this, which is, I don't know why we haven't.
0: No, we haven't,
1: but I hope it works out. It's past time. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm not just bringing mom on, just to show you how cute my mom is. This is actually a really important podcast. Um, We're going to talk about parenting mostly today. Um, Now, there's a reason because let's go through your credentials as to why you would be an expert, not just being my mom and a grandmother, but also you actually have credentials that would set you up to, have authority
0: on parenting so hit it what what's your credentials okay well I graduated from East Central University and I had a double major in psychology and sociology Mm -hmm. and I worked for Department of Human Services in Murray County, Sulphur, Oklahoma for 27 years Mm -hmm. and I worked in adoptions foster care and child abuse and then I worked with adult services I did with the disabled and in elderly um, and generic foster care
1: yeah so your work as a social worker was hard I would say for you because you dealt with a lot of hard stuff you know I remember being little you would have days at work where you saw some hard things with the child abuse cases and whatnot now obviously we can't go too much into them because privacy rules and laws and stuff like that but how was that job
0: for you overall well overall you know the the most rewarding job was the uh, adoption uh the adoption program that oakland has yeah and uh you know i was very fortunate to work in adoptions was able to uh, place children with a lot of adopted families for quite a few years mm-hmm. you know and that's the cream of the crop you would best say best day of your life yeah best day of your yeah. life to be able to do that and then i've seen been through uh, abusive situations where the children have actually died mm. and you know that that's pretty tough nothing worse than that yeah So I have to ask you in those days,
1: like how, you know, being a mom, doing a job and being a mom, how did you separate it? Like how, how would you go to work and see something like that? And then you would come home and have to sort of take off this, you know, hat and then put on your mom hat and be able to, to leave it at the door, so to speak, or could you?
0: Oh yeah. I I mean, I really could. I guess I really never thought about it because I knew my kids were safe and I did my job and enjoyed most of it. Some of it was terrifying and, and really... You know, disheartening. But when I came home, I don't believe I brought it home. You never when, did. Except when my kids acted out, oh. I would laugh and say, you better call child welfare because you're going to need it. I do remember <laughs> well, that. Yeah, I used that, but, it, you know, I never really meant it, but it was a threatening device. You used it to us, but we also
1: used it back. Because I remember several times saying when I would get in trouble, I'm going to call your boss. You're abusing me, which was so ridiculous. Exactly. But I thought I was... <laughs> hot stuff and knew everything at the time. So that's amazing Mm -hmm. that you were able to do that because I think it takes a special person to do that. I don't think just anybody could go, okay, this is my job and I'm going to compartmentalize this part of my life. And then at home, but that's a good point that you make that you knew we were safe. Like you knew your home that you were in control of. Was a safe space for children. So it didn't affect you in that way. That's interesting. And I never knew anything. I mean I knew if you you know. I knew some things as I got older. You know but I never knew specifics again. Because you couldn't share those. But it's amazing that you never brought it. Into the house. Like we never knew any of that trauma that probably haunts you it's in some right. level no
0: no and whenever i was on call see because you were on call for a weekend i remember or a week your at beeper a time. <laughs> yes i haven't a, had a beeper but I, but I had a backup plan if your dad went home then mammy who helped yeah. raise you yeah she was the backup plan because yeah. you know sometimes you get out in a situation because i had to go with law enforcement a lot
1: right and and uh, at odd hours typically because exactly. things like that yeah s hits the fan the night. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah in
1: the middle of the night sometimes right yeah mm-hmm. i do remember that i remember the beeper all too well i thought It was so cool. My mom had a beeper. It was like a doctor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't fun when those beepers go off. (laughs) Of
1: course not. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's never a good sign, especially for something like that. So obviously, you're my mama. I have one brother. Um, So you had two kids, and you have one, two, three, four grandchildren. Mm -hmm. My brother has three kids. I have one. Um, How are you feeling, looking back, this is a really deep, heavy question, but how are you feeling at this point in your life? I won't say how old you are, even though I think it's you okay. should be proud. <laughs> I'm up and going. That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. How are you feeling looking back at like if you look at parenting or, or being a mother as a job? How do you feel like you've done this far? Because your kids are grown.
0: Well, I know. I mean, I feel like I did a good job, but, you know, it's it's kind of funny how people have dif- different perspectives in life. Mm-hmm. You know, how you how you feel like, you know, you were raised as compared to even how Chance was raised.
1: Definitely. You know,
0: because like my brother and I, we had Grandma Mize, and I thought she was a loving, caring grandmother and loved her to death. He thought she was a witch. Yeah. is And the that worst crazy? person on earth, you know? So it's crazy. I wouldn't say Chance. But you were the I'm, favorite. Yeah, I was the favorite. <laughs> exactly. Because I was the sweet, special little child. <laughs> <laughs> and, and both of my children were too. So you right. know, I know there are moments they think because Chester and I had our differences. Yeah, uh, you know, with As all because of boyfriends, you know, always, yes. Always, and yes. then Chance, you know, he stayed out late sometimes. Uh-huh. But you know, I mean, they, I. Hopefully kept them under control.
1: Oh, yeah. I think we were good kids. I you mean, obviously, I'm a little partial to that. But I, I think like just getting a, a little into our family history here. So my parents were um, married till I was seven. My brother was 11. You got a, You guys got a divorce. And so it was you uh, had us the bulk of the week. My dad had this basically Friday night into Saturday afternoon. So like 24 hours, mm-hmm. roughly. Um, And so you let's just be real. You took the brunt of the parenting.
0: Well, I had total custody. You had
1: total custody. Yeah, he
0: had visitations, but he agreed to that. So, yeah, I had complete custody of y'all. And he had you from 5 o'clock Friday evening to Saturday evening at 5 o'clock.
1: Yeah. So, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth or anything, but he, he did the fun stuff. He had the fun stuff. Yeah, you had the homework.
0: You had the rules. I had the daily. T- uh, you daily, had the daily task. Family, life, children, and activities and all that. And yeah. he was, he was, I mean, he was a great person, but he was a Disneyland dad. Yeah.
1: On the weekends, we got to, he had more money than you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into that in, more in a little bit. But um, we had late time. We had, you know, fun recreation time because it was a weekend. We didn't yeah. have homework. He didn't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. So, you know, you had a very different Raising situation than what my father did, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I say he had more money than you, I mean, he did. But also you were. Now, this is my memory. And I think we should state that in what we're talking about. Some things will come up that this is how I remember it or I uh, perceive it. Which may be different to how it actually happened or how it came to be from your end. So the way I perceive the divorce was that it was split that way, uh, that we had, you know, just one night with him. And it was all, you know, it was very fun with him. And he was a lot more lax. Like we didn't really have hard, um, as we got into our teen years, we didn't have hard curfews, stuff like that. Um, and then with you, like you were hell-bent on not depending on him. Financially, exactly. He yeah. he did pay child support, I should yeah. say, but minimal. I mean, was minimal. it what like the bare minimum minimal. that the state allowed? Yes. yes. <laughs> and yes. and I always remembered in you raising me that that was a very real decision because you didn't want to rely on him. Is that?
0: The that's, way it was in yeah, your brain. That's accurate. And the judge was really not happy with me because I settled on the amount. But I said, I would rather know that I get that amount every month sure. to budget with. Sure. You know, because he was an insurance salesman. Right. And that can be chicken one month and feathers the next. Yes, so yeah. I said, I want to settle on a, a certain amount for each child. And I know he has to pay that. And then that's in my budget. That's And smart. So, Yeah. Yeah. Because, it, you know, if you set it too high and he can't pay it, then if he only pays like a four. Fourth of it, then I may not be able to make my house payment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it really came down to a lot about budget.
0: Yeah. But it's
1: interesting how it affected me as an adult because as I, you know, like I don't really remember you and I have specific like mom, daughter, parent conversations that went like this never rely on a man, never Mm -hmm. like never have somebody have your thumb on you. You always provide for yourself. You always be financially sound. You never said those words, Mm -hmm. but it was in the way that you lived your life. It was very obvious that that was how you felt. You know, that you were self-sufficient and even though, holy Lord, you scraped through some days, I don't even know how you did it. Like we, we did things unconventionally to get money. We picked up cans and recycled cans, which was, you made a game and was super fun. And that's what we did on the weekends. Um, But it was very clear that like, you weren't relying on him. You weren't asking him for anything. You never took him back to court. You never asked for more money. Like none of that ever happened as far as I know.
0: Well, yeah, and what's—it's not funny about it, but like if you were at activities, football games, baseball games, or whatever, whenever you would ask him for a coke or something, he would always say, "Go ask your mother." Yeah, I do remember that. Remember that? I do. Yeah, I do and remember that. Never bought you anything extra, and I'm not meaning to be harsh about no, it. No, I understand. That's the yeah. reality and the truth. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah no. And I he mean, would not pay one dime for da- uh, for chances. Braces. I do He remember said Chance that. didn't need braces. Yeah. I said, when did you become a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't know he had his dentist degree. No. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> but but I paid for his braces. We yeah. paid it out. But yeah. we got it. And I paid for his trumpet and paid it out. Yeah. But we did it. You know? That
1: was what was always amazing. It was like, you know, I always knew that you didn't rely on a man. So fast forward as to me as a grown woman when I got into relationships and I had been married once previous to, to my marriage right now. Uh, Practice marriage. Um, (laughs) I never relied on him. I was very aware that I wanted to have my own money and that I was going to be stable with or without him there. I never wanted our relationship to be financial in any way. And we got divorced for a million other reasons. Maybe we'll cover that on the podcast one day. Um, But in this marriage, it actually was kind of an issue because my current marriage, Jay, uh, my forever marriage, I should say, he's very traditional Italian man he's really wants to take care of his woman and his family which I completely adore and I think that's great but it was a little bit of an issue when we really started getting serious because I was like oh hell no I don't need anybody taking care (laughs) taking care of me I got my own like it really became a thing for us to try to figure out how we would work this Um, so it's funny that you never had that conversation with me but being your daughter I just sort of subconsciously Picked that up and made it a real staple of who I am as a woman. Mm-hmm. Isn't that well, fascinating?
0: Yeah. Well, see, but this shows you what goes around, comes around. Like my mom, I was raised with a single parent. Yeah. And my mom scraped and did ironing and all that, you know, for me and my brother. Yeah. But. You know, we had everything we we needed. needed. We thought we did. Yeah, she always made sure. In high school, I had back then. You had purses and shoes that matched, you know, with your little dresses and stuff. So, you know, I felt I never felt poor. Yeah, you
1: know. Yeah. Well, even like I said, well, like when we were picking up cans, I never, I never thought of it that way. Like being an adult, being a mother, especially now, I recognize what you were doing in order to make everything come together because you had a lot of bills. There was at one point when we tried to move out of our house, you had two mortgages on. Mm-hmm. I don't have any idea how you did that. Um, so being an adult, I realized like how much financial stress you were under and what you had. To, you had to do what you had to do. We ate a lot of ramen noodles. We had a lot of chicken noodle soup, but I didn't know any different. So I never looked at it like that. I never felt poor. And I actually think a lot of those things that you did Ended up really helping me be an adult. Like, for instance, ugh, this is going to date me. Um, back in my day, we had like Pepe jeans. And remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the buckle was the place that you would go to shop and you would have me put my clothes on layaway. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, get whatever I was going to get my guest jeans or Pepe or whatever it was and I would put them on layaway. And then you'd drive me to Ardmore you know, every couple months, and I would put my $20 down or whatever I had saved. And then I'd get them out of Hawk eventually. (laughs) But that really helped me. Again, I don't think that was like a specific budgetary lesson that you were teaching me. That was maybe because we just didn't have hundreds of dollars to throw around on clothes. But man, did that really teach me the value of a dollar Mm -hmm. and how to spend my money
0: and how to budget my money? Was that intentional in that way? Well, it was it was needed for you to understand, and you were wanting to have things that I couldn't afford, and, and so I was Keeping showing Keeping up you. with the Joneses yeah, type yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. I remember the first day of kindergarten, you came home crying because, you know, beautiful little girl in first grade, in kindergarten. Brooke Gilbert. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to be Brooke. Yeah, she wanted to be Brooke. You came home crying and said she had such a beautiful dress on and beautiful, and you wished you could be like her, you know. Mm. And I thought, well, you know, the clothes so doesn't make a person, although she's a sweet little girl right you have to do your own
1: thing she wasn't sweet because the dress she had on but no yeah i I adored her from literally day one
0: yeah and then you started working uh, washing dishes at the silver turtle when you were how old Well, I don't know if we should say this because I was 14. Legally, I wasn't supposed to work. But
1: the amazing thing, was, so we knew the owners. Of course, I grew up in a tiny, small town. Mm -hmm. And you or dad would take me to work. And oftentimes, dad, if it was a Friday night when I was with him, he would take me to work and then sit there all night. It was a restaurant. (laughs) And sit there all night and make sure I was okay and watch me work. I was a bus girl. And that's how. And I have never stopped. You be my witness. I have Never stopped working since I was 14. That's exactly
0: correct. I have
1: always had at least one job, usually two, sometimes three. Mm -hmm. Um, I have always been a hustler, Mm -hmm. and I definitely give you credit for that. Like, Mm -hmm. you were always a hustler. You always showed me that example, and so that was just what it was. Like, that's just what we did. I mean, I worked at the
0: snowball stand at Mazio's Pizza. I
1: worked. Besides
0: doing all that, then you were in the uh, cheerleading, and, and yeah, showing cattle yeah. and yeah. all the above. You were just constantly busy ever since you were in kindergarten, and you know it's wonderful. I hope when you get my age, though, that you can kind of slow down and <laughs> and smell yeah. the roses. You do all you do anyway, and you appreciate your time with your family and your loved yeah. ones, and yourself running for your own self health, my sanity. Yes, your mm-hmm. sanity. You yeah. know, but no, you have never you do not have one lazy bone in your body. That <laughs> is for sure. To a fault. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about parenting
1: advice because I, I wanna like I wanna dive into this a little bit. So did you ever specifically get parenting advice or motherly advice, like conversations that stuck with you from your mom, my grandma Clyda?
0: No, not not necessarily. I did not. It was I mean, just by way of living? It, it was just by way of living because you know, my brother was Arnrifer fella Mm -hmm. and he gave her a lot of grief and i was so sorry for that (laughs) so i thought i couldn't hurt my mama's feelings for anything you know so she never one time had to tell me when to come home yeah you know who to date yeah uh what to do you know i wouldn't hurt her feelings for anything yeah but i was having to take up for my brother because he He wasn't mean he was just ornery super on yeah yeah and so you know i saw what she went through trying to raise him and uh, so it just stuck with me, you know. Like I said, I would never. Very. I mean, I can count less than one hand how many times that you are chance. Uh-huh. We. Got into it, but very we it because they knew I was I was the boss. I expected high things from my kids. You did, that's right. Even in from school studies oh, yeah. to uh, achievements, but I wanted them to do the best in what they could wanted to do. I didn't force them to play football or her to be a cheerleader. No. It's things they chose to do, but we didn't let them quit. Right. Once you start it for the year, you're in. Yep, and I expect you to do the best you can do. If all you can make was bees that would be all right. But mm-hmm. you. Have have to do the best you can do and y'all excelled at honestly everything (laughs) i don't remember thinking bees were okay well they really weren't but i'm being i'm being nice you're being nice because you're on a podcast i wasn't about to tell you bees were adequate no i mean you never said
1: you never like A's only or A-pluses only. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there was definitely an an expectation of excellence. Exactly. Like, we knew that the bar was set. And, mm-hmm. and really that came from, I don't know how Chance would feel, but really that came on my side from you just, like, I always felt like you really just knew we could do it. Like, you knew we were smart. You knew if we didn't excel in a certain area, me for math, that we would just have to put in the time but that we could still do it there was never a moment where i felt like you didn't believe that i could do something ever no No. whatever it was school or otherwise no i mean speaking of so i graduated and moved to college to a place called edmond oklahoma which is just north of oklahoma city so about an hour and a half north of where we are and i went when i was um just barely tiny over 18 like a month over 18 and and people are amazed like jay was amazed um Like, I always knew when I turned 18, like, I was out. Like, that was something that you made pretty clear. But I never, like, took that as an offense. It was always like,
0: this is your time to shine. It's a transition.
1: Go do your thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need need me anymore. I mean, in that way. You don't need to be under my, you know, my wing. You don't need to be under this roof. Like, I believe that you can get out and go for it. So just do it. And Mm -hmm. you were very, like ready (laughs) to kick me out the damn house no that's not true I'm kidding you came home often I did I did I I came home for a little while almost every weekend yeah Mm -hmm. um but how did you feel about letting us like go like that I mean you've let me go twice, from high school to college, and then from Oklahoma to California.
0: Yeah, but Oklahoma to California was the toughest, because yeah. uh, that's a long ways, but uh, you know, whenever you, we came out here first with mm-hmm. Allison and you, you mm-hmm. were going to move out here and go to college. Right. You know? that's That was the hope. Yeah, that was hope to go to college, and I just could see how rough it was going to be, but I was not about to tell you no, because no. if we told you no, then you would be hell-bent on coming, Yeah, you know, Yeah, and so you You made a very uh, mature decision that it's not your time to be in California. Yeah. And so you finished your uh, degree at UCO. Yeah. And then that's when you moved. Yeah. You moved out here with no job, no place to live, pulling a U-Haul trailer. Yeah. And we had to find a house to live in, somewhere to live within five days. Yeah.
1: And we did. And we did. And we did. Yeah. And I just have to say, so mom and I, so I was married at the time to Mm -hmm. said previous husband he was in the car behind us but you and I were in the car with my dog and all the things that I owned. I basically sold everything I could and or wanted to and then we packed up what was left in the U-Haul in my tiny car and we moved and you like basically ate your knees for two days driving from Oklahoma to California and then when we got to Hollywood and I say Hollywood because that actually is where my first apartment was like in the city
0: of Hollywood um, you slept in a bathtub. (laughs) I did because uh, the apartment we got an apartment a little one efficiency kind of apartment it was a studio yeah studio apartment yeah Yeah. and um (laughs) I wasn't sure about the floor and so I (laughs) said for good reason yeah but so anyway they had a really cool little old-time bathtub and I she couldn't believe I was gonna sleep in the bathtub but I felt safe (laughs) in the bathtub (laughs) it was a little adult cradle and we did fine it really was (laughs) I should say my mom is like a really tough sweet
1: Sweet, very sweet, very loving, very caring, but very tough. Tiny woman, you're 5'2". Five, two. Five, two. I think on a good day. Back in the day, (laughs) I weighed 105, but
0: that's not anymore.
1: (laughs) But you, I mean, you were tiny, so you fit quite comfortably in this bathtub, like all curled up with blankets. So it's not like I just threw in the bathtub, you guys, like she fit there. Just want to make sure that's clear. But I mean, that was a huge commitment and sacrifice for you um, to go ahead and go out with us, help us get established, and then
0: walk away. Like, were you terrified? When I left, you didn't have a job. I know. You had a place to live, but you didn't have a job of any kind. So right. I mean, yeah, it's terrifying, but you know, you have to, was there let- a moment where you thought I'd come back? No, mm-hmm. really? Not at all. I'm not amazing. No, I
1: yeah. didn't either. No. You I knew I would figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Because right, I always did. Right.
0: Like, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. The main thing, too, is I was worried about, not worried, but concerned how in the world you were going to be driving and all this traffic and stuff, and you never thought a thing about it. No. You know, that's why you go way beyond me in expectations of, I can do this, and yes. you do it. I, you know, of course, I'm older, but I look back and think, I could never have driven in California and done that. Well, traffic is your bugaboo. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it yeah. really is. That's You're what terrified of you it. it. Yeah. that's what you do for a living. So the irony is thick there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Another irony of that is, is because Chasta was never an early riser.
1: (laughs) Never going there. Yeah. We're
0: telling secrets now. Okay. Tell them how you used to get me out of bed. Yeah, exactly. Her whole life, she would not get up about three times. I would say that. And then I literally would get her by the feet and the ankles (laughs) and pull her out of bed, set her up on the side of the bed to get ready to go to school.
1: Yep. That's true she
0: was up and going she's great yeah but it's just the getting up and going and to think all these years that you have been up at 3 30 in the morning getting ready for a job and just do it beautifully wide-eyed and bushy-tailed is absolutely amazing isn't that crazy 18 years yeah. this year it is that amazing. i've been doing that
1: amazing morning drive getting up at 3 45 4 o'clock in the morning and doing it by myself and you know what's funny i think it was about I don't know, two years ago or so, uh, you were spending, you, my mom comes out here about three or four, well, except for COVID-19, about every three to four months, you come out and stay with us for a week or so. And I remember one night you got up at like the same time I got up and you said to me that you were concerned I wasn't going to get up for work. I'm like, mom, I'm eight, I've done this 18 years. <laughs> but that just shows like a mama.
0: Exactly. I had a mama moment. You yeah. did. Yeah. It's like, okay, I she really know it's time to get up. Yeah. Is she going to, I'm just going <laughs> to
1: check. I'm just going to peek. It's yeah. funny. That that mama gene, like even when your kids are grown, is never really going to go away. And
0: you have to, uh, you know, step back and things, uh, which not much with Cody at all that I would change at all. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, I think, oh, I need to get in there and say something. But, you know, that's I'm the grandma. I'm not the mama. You got to let you be a mama. And you've done a great, great job. Thank you. I do have to say that is something that, that is like a superhero power of yours is
1: shutting your mouth like you yeah. are so much better at that than i am like you you can see a situation and go you know what happy sunday <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's an inside joke with us <laughs> yeah. happy sunday that's that's our way of just changing the subject and moving along and when things get tense yeah. but you can really you can happy sunday your way out of stuff like very easily i'm not very good at that cuz i have this like uh, innate ability to just really have to get my my views
0: out there that's I, the freeman that's James. the dad side <laughs> She said it. <laughs> Nothing, and I'm not I'm not blowing anybody up. I'm just know, saying that's the truth. The reality no. is, because the Freemans, your dad had a really tough temper whenever yeah. he really got mad. Yeah. You know, it wasn't very often, but, you know. When it happened, it happened. Know, yeah, and so, you know, you just kind of have to. Let them swirl for a little bit and get them together, and then that's what you do. You don't get mad very often, but no. you don't tolerate a bunch of BS. Either. I don't.
1: I don't, and you don't either. To be fair, well, I mean, I,
0: whenever whenever I'm mad or when it, the BS is too much, you better watch out.
1: That's exactly. Right. It but, takes a long time for her yeah. teacup to boil over, but when it does, oh I'm over. boy,
0: yeah, it's not. It's not pretty. She's she's tiny but mighty. That's I'm what not I always saying say. that's a good thing. That's <laughs> one of my faults is that I, I I tolerate I tolerate so much, but when I'm through, I am through with you
1: yeah yeah that's the truth and you don't look back
0: i don't look back
1: yeah so you don't really say your piece very often and you're a you're very much a non-meddling mom and i mean that in a good way like if bub and i would be interesting i wish chance would be here maybe we'll do a a part two with you the three of us can chat because it would be interesting to see his views on like the differences you know um but the way he he might think about this, but like you, every time I would come to you for advice, you would definitely always be there and offer up your advice. But it was always very, it was always wrapped in this package of this is what I think, but I know you're capable of figuring it out. And what do you think first? And then you would sort of like bounce off our thoughts. It was never like, I'm going to get in the middle and just tell you how it is. It's never been that way. And I'm positive as a mom to a daughter who has kids or two kids who have kids that you have those moments. Like, you know, I know I made an unpopular opinion in my family um, and probably Jay's family to have our kid be a vegetarian until he's older. And I'm sure that wasn't super easy. And that was probably something that you might have had an opinion on. But you never push things like that on me ever unless I
0: came to you right and um, i mean that's true i think that you if you ask for advice i'll give you advice right but you don't have to take it and sometimes you don't neither is chance sometimes but you know i don't want to meddle that's your business that's your family and you need to do what's in your family's best interest in your eyes the only time i would, my little tiger would come out is if i thought there was something physically being abusive or, or mentally abusive with the grandkids sure As it should. Yeah, I would say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't ever have a doubt about that. But I would definitely say something. But you know, you're your own unit. You're your own family, even though we're we're a a big family unit. But you have to do what's best for your family and what makes your family work. Mm -hmm. You know, same way with Chance and his family.
1: Right. You know, what would you say has been the toughest? part of motherhood for you like now or in the past or just along the way like what was the biggest struggle that you had personally
0: well I probably finances was the only thing because I don't remember honestly very very few times I had any problem with discipline with y'all yeah I yeah. really didn't. And I was the disciplinarian in the family when your dad and I were married. Right. You know, uh, because he would—he just didn't discipline. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's the way I see it. I don't know if that's the way you remember it or not. But i he, It's funny. Well, you finish your point, and I'll, I'll say something. But say it sometimes, I mean, but when if he was going to discipline you, he got really mad and out of hand. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you finished my statement.
1: If he, if he was going to discipline us, it was a, a spanking
0: well yeah and like chance when he he had his car and he didn't mean to and he put it in drive and <laughs> stood a reverse and he at 16 and he ran through cody's uh, garage. garage door yes mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. dad said a lot of things he shouldn't have said mm-hmm. and so he called me and i was at work and said can i please come over here because we've had an incident and i need you to help yeah and so i went over there and of course chance was just scared to death yeah and he knew his dad had said a lot of things that he shouldn't have and cody said he was sorry yeah. but he just lost his temper right you know right and so those were the times i think you might remember if he lost his temper yeah you know yeah but i just
1: remember whoopings, like yeah. you know but not not bad, not bad and not often because yeah. you know you get a couple whoopins and i say whoopings because again i'm from southern oklahoma from the south if you get a couple when you're little you don't need any more
0: Right. You know, like right.
1: if he says I'm going to get the belt, you're like, nope, I'm not. Like whatever I'm doing, I'm done with that, you know. So that was just, that's not how I raised my son. That's not how I raised Cody. Um, but that's how my dad did discipline us for a certain amount of time. And then he didn't need to anymore. Um, so that is what I remember. If you're talking about discipline, that's the discipline I remember from my dad. But post that, like he was very lax in our teen years. Like I said, mm-hmm. we didn't have curfews. We didn't have like a ton of rules. Like he was very sort of. It was more like a friendship, I would say, as play, opposed.
0: Play date. Yeah, almost. yeah, yeah.
1: Almost, yeah, like mm-hmm. that, as opposed to like a, you know, a true mm-hmm. dad-daughter relationship mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like to get Bubba on here, because I think that would be really yeah. interesting. Something I deal with, um, I deal with a couple things as a mom, um, but mom guilt is number one. Have you ever heard that term? Was that a term when, when you were no, really, a young they mom? No, really,
0: they have changed, uh, you know, the descriptions and terminology yeah. since I've graduated. Yeah. <laughs> Since I've graduated.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um mom guilt it basically means that like if you're a working mom Um, then you feel guilty when you're too busy working that you're not with your child. And then when you're with your child, if you are, you know, you do have to go back and check an email or be on your phone with a phone call or something, you feel guilty that you're not being the perfect mom to your son when you're around. And then maybe sometimes you feel guilty that you're not doing the work that you want to do because you're being a mom. So it's like you can't win for losing kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And I deal with that. And I think that's that's just part of Being a working parent, a Mm -hmm. full-time working parent, although I don't think dads deal with that. I don't think that's a dad thing for some reason. I could be wrong, but I don't ever hear the term dad guilt, and I don't ever hear guys talking about that. Like, what do you think about the idea of mom guilt? Did you, when I explained that to you, did you ever feel that way? Like, when you were at work, that you were away from us, or when you were... Like vice versa?
0: No, but you know, whenever I worked I had a wonderful mammy, you know. That, right. Uh, mammy was yeah, my grandma. She was my adopted grandma. Yeah, adopted grandma. And so uh, you know, when we got chance, he was adopted at three weeks old. Mm-hmm. And she started keeping him at three weeks old. Yeah. And I well, I took off for I, I think I took off for a week. Yeah. You know, but I you know More like it, me, I took
1: off for a month. Yeah. I wonder where
0: I got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh you know, it just makes a difference when you have a backup plan that is wonderful as I had. So I sure. never had to really worry. And like I said, when I worked child welfare and whenever Chance was born... Uh, when I was on call, then if I needed to go, then I could take him to Mammy's house. Right, you know? right. But then whenever you were born, then Mammy thought I should stay home with you.
1: Oh, I never knew that. Yes. Really? Yes,
0: so that's why she wouldn't keep you. <gasps> yeah. What? She said, I think it's time that you stay home with Chasta, and so I'm not going to be able to take uh, take care of her full time wow i had no yeah, idea yeah so she's because i have
1: lots of memories of me being at mammy's house but from what age on
0: yeah from that's the thing right. i wouldn't
1: have remembered at my young young age right. and i don't have those memories till i was like maybe like five or something
0: right yeah so i didn't uh wow. i didn't go back to work till after you started school
1: i do remember that
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i was with you for the first five years
1: wow you Mm. learn something new every day (laughs) about my life my own life yeah exactly that's amazing so you didn't really have to deal with that because you had with chance you had a really solid backup plan so you never worried right and then with me you were home Home in those early years Mm -hmm, until until i was in school yeah yeah and then you went back to wow because
0: whenever you were uh, and then uh whenever you were in kindergarten though then i was uh I was the president of PTA. Yes, yeah, know, and, yeah, and, yeah. But you know, that's one thing about parenting. I hoped that I was always involved. You need, as a parent, to be involved in your child's life. Sure. Where there's activities at school. You want to know when they're. Uh, parent-teacher conferences are. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be a helicopter parent, but you want to be you want to be there. Yeah, you know yeah. you've got to be uh, in control uh, to know when their activities are, what the, how they're doing in school, who they're hanging if, yeah, out with, who they're hanging out. If they're being bullied. Right. You know you need to have a relationship where they would feel free to talk to you about it, or you can even if they don't talk to you, you can sense they're not the same today as they have been lately. Something's going something's on. up. Yeah, I can even tell that in my kids when I talk to them on the you phone. Can tell- I
1: you, uh, true story. Yeah. Um, So for real, my mom and I talk at least once a day, um, sometimes eight times a day. Depends. There's a codependency here for sure. More on my, my end. But you, if I say hello, like I don't even have to get a full sentence out. And if I'm in a mood or something's gone wrong or whatever, you know immediately. It's incredible the spidey sense you have, the mommy sense you have in my Tone, I guess,
0: yeah, I mean, even that's when I true. think I'm not, yeah, and you'll say, Oh, I think I'm okay, I'm okay. and I'll say, nah, what's No, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> let's di- let's dig it. That's the psychologist, <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. dig in. I can just hear by their voice, yeah. you know, yeah. or and even like distance with you know, with my kids if they're not calling for a few days or something, there's something going on, right? You know, and it's not that I demand that you call me every day or me see each other, all of you every day, right. It's just the fact that you know, I know what's going on in your life, right? And I exactly. think you need to know that through your whole adult life as well as when you were growing up.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's very good advice. So, so. what do you feel about helicopter parenting? Like the parents that are on top of their kids, like because I mean, I I'm not I wouldn't classify myself as a helicopter parent by any means, but I would say that I do sometimes tend to. Um, make sure sh- hover i do tend to make mm-hmm. sure that cody is always entertained and when i say entertained i mean like stimulated he's always like thinking or doing or you know working on something i'm very anti-tv i'm very um again not judging others for what they do but in my household i'm just i just don't it's not my way of of doing it like mm-hmm. i really like to be hands-on with him or i like if we can be outside to be outside i try not to be a helicopter parent because i'm not totally sure that's the healthiest way Not a doctor. What do you As a psychologist, like break it down for me. What do you think? Well, you have
0: to, yeah, you have to really hopefully come to terms that that's what you're doing, that you're smothering them. You've got to let them make some decisions on their own, or they're never going to be able to make decisions as an adult. They're not going to know how to function. You know, if you just kind of, uh, kind of, push them along the way and show them, you know, and talk if they're having difficulty with something. But let them make mistakes. People got to learn, you know, not yeah. everything's perfect. And you yeah. got to make mistakes and you got to grow from your mistakes, you know. Yeah. But if you just, uh, you know, think that everything's going to come to you by mom or dad, you know, and you don't have to worry about nothing, that's not a bit healthy for a, You're a child. You're not helping your kid. No, not a bit. Not doing him any favors. No no favors. Yeah. No favors, yeah. you know. So I just think that being a helicopter parent, would is not it's not in the best interest of your child. I got gotcha. You know you, they have to know you're there, and they they have rules and, and things to go by structure and consistency. You gotta be consistent. That you know is am consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> to the minute. Yeah. <laughs> to a well, I start saying I said be consistent, but not over. <laughs> not we're <laughs> headed there. Don't worry.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this is
1: so. I created this podcast in with a commitment to ask the hard questions so here's my hard question to you you as my mother or even better yet sorry as a psychologist looking at me as a parent where is a uh, room for improvement or what
0: is one thing that you think maybe I could do better or that I don't do that I should do well I think sometimes because of your job because you're getting up early in the morning and everything yeah. you have to have everything extremely structured yes that's true. and I'm that's, a type a personality yeah, anyways my right. job
1: adds to that So it it amplifies that part of my personality, but I am very
0: much that. Yeah, but you have gotten quite a lot better the last two years. Have I? Oh, really? I've tried. (laughs) I really see that because things that would, uh, problems yesterday, Uh would have infuriated you, but you just turned and walked away. (laughs) And you know what we're talking about. (laughs) I can go ahead and explain this because it's blo- funny. We can
1: laugh about it now. Yeah. The balloon incident of yeah, twenty twenty. Exactly. Um, yesterday, just for a fun little break in conversation or fun story was um the celebration of my son's birthday, our son's birthday, Jay and I. And so we were he went and napped and so mom and Jay and I were all trying to get the party all together and we were blowing up balloons and everything. We had a helium tank and we had this seven foot and I'm not exaggerating, seven foot uh, balloon of Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. And so I just said to Jay, he's gonna kill me. Don't tell him I told this story on the podcast. No. Um I said to him, don't go like all in with the helium. Like take it, you know, a little bit at a time. So he did the first leg. It was all good. And then for some reason the second leg, like, I don't know if he just was trigger happy or what, but he just hit that helium and it went whoosh pop. And immediately <laughs> the piece de resistance of the birthday party, the seven foot jack had no leg. He
0: well, was he was disabled, yeah. He, he was d- disabled
1: mm-hmm. very quickly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, you, normally pre-having a kid, I would have probably imploded.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely. W- but you just turned and just walked away and just come in here and start working on his cake. Yep. You know, and like I said, before Counted pre- to ten. Yeah, pre-child, you would have ripped him a new one. Yeah, as they true. say in Oklahoma. That is true. You know? That's valid. I cannot argue that. I was
1: actually quite impressed with the oh, response yeah. yesterday. I thought
0: you did very well, very well. <laughs> so uh, I don't think you can change anything like, because you are definitely progressing in that, you know, well, if something goes haywire, let's just Regroup and be flexible and see what we can do to make things different. Yeah. And it'll still be a positive outcome.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think my scheduling, um, just so you guys know, uh, it is down to the minute. Like, yeah. literally, my schedule is down to the minute. But that, a little bit, bit of it is my type A personality, but also my job. I do get up at 3.45 in the morning, so I do need to have my kid quarantined
0: in his bedroom at some point so I can get sleep. Well, it's just a matter of survival. Exactly. More the, than anything. Exactly right, because uh, you know, and he is very comfortable with his schedule. He yeah. knows, you know, when it's time for a nap, and I cannot brag enough on because i really wasn't for the um oh yeah this is where we disagreed yeah this is where we disagree sleep training training, i've never uh, agreed with that but i because i rocked both of my children i rocked chance every night till they fell asleep but they did sleep in their own rooms in their own bed right but i just and i bought her a rocker to rock cody with that's true and uh, she said no she was going to do the sleep What do you call it? Training. Yeah, sleep training. And I thought, hmm, yeah, all right. But I'm telling you what, folks, it works. It does work. It
1: sucks for a little while. It sucks for a couple days. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that tactic. So basically, I rocked him every night. Like, let's not get crazy. People are going to be like, she's a horrible (laughs) witch. So when he was a baby baby, I would rock him every night. Because I was breastfeeding, too. Yeah. uh, Until he was about five months old. But once he hit, like, seven, eight months old, what we started doing is that we would put him in his room, and it would be the cry it out method. So we would let him cry for a minute, and then we'd go in and assure him he was okay. You never pick him up. You never pick him up and take him out of bed. But we would, you know, put our hands on his back and hug him and kiss him and make sure he was okay, put him back down and then walk back out. And then if he started crying again, we would. it would be two minutes. And th- there's books on this and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are familiar and there's probably a lot of people that think I'm a horrible witch. But guess what? About two nights... It was really awful. And mom happened to be here for the two ugliest nights. And I know you probably wanted to strangle me. And you desperately wanted to go in and, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote, save him from crying out for two minutes. But you didn't. You Mm -hmm. did. That was probably the biggest challenge that I ever Mm -hmm. put in front of you. You let me... Because I'm a research queen, mm-hmm. and I had researched, I had talked to our doctor, I had done all the things that I felt like I needed to do to make that decision, and Jay and I had made that decision together, and so you just let it. You were like, I don't agree with this. Like, I knew you wanted to kill me, but you just walked away, and mm-hmm. you went in your bedroom and shut the door and probably put headphones on or something. I don't know. <laughs> Covered it, your head with pillows. Yeah, it was very difficult. Yeah, very but difficult. But man, it, but it works. Is works. It this does kid, work. It does. This kid work. is the best sleeper. When we tell him it's mm-hmm. night-night time, he grabs his stuff, he goes to bed, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. does the same thing for naps yeah and he turned four he turns four tomorrow and mm-hmm. he still naps yeah. every day yeah it's the so best there's
0: something to be said for it it worked it, for our family it worked for him that's for sure you know and, and yeah. i don't know many other people that have done that but i think you've had friends that it's worked for yeah or friends who wish they would have done it yeah i that's that too. the thing you yeah. know because after you get so far along it's not gonna work no it has you know? there's a window of opportunity yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's when you you found it and it worked beautifully yeah so. very good that was one that. of the hardest things for a grandchild that i have had to endure <laughs>
1: yeah yeah but yeah.
0: i have to admit it was you know you have five stars for that thank you it really works. that means a
1: lot yeah i do want to cover one more thing because this is super important to us as mommy daughter and we think and i'm speaking for you and i feel safely because you and i have had this conversation at 1200 times um a big part of our bonding is travel you and i started traveling internationally a decade
0: ago, over ten years, was it? It's been mm-hmm. over ten
1: years, mm-hmm. um, and I don't really remember what made us start that. Like, I don't remember what the moment was when we called up each other and we were like, "Let's go to Prague," and we have no idea what we're doing. Like, what? What? Like, was the moment in time that we were like, "Yeah, let's do this. Let's internationally
0: travel." Do you remember? I don't that? know. It just came together because I wanted to go do things and see the world, and I thought, well, maybe you could do it too. And we just uh, talked and made a decision to go. You pick something one year, and I picked something the next mm-hmm. you know yeah and it just evolved and I think a lot of people m- not jealous but they really respect the thought that we have taken our time to yeah. do that yeah I think oh I
1: think that we get a lot of comments on yeah. that but that that's something that we have really prioritized in our right, life exactly um, and we've done it we did it every single year until I had a kid and then we took a year off when I had a kid because <laughs> hashtag I had a kid yeah. and then the following year we went to Costa Rica and we've done it this year we were supposed to do uh, Paris Disneyland but with COVID-19 we unfortunately would have been there right now
0: that's right we would have been
1: there right now as we speak now. Um, for my son's birthday but we didn't get to do that but I just want to say that like we do recommend that as mommy daughters to other mommy daughters or sons and whatever huh. it mm-hmm. is an incredible thing to travel with your parent because we get especially in the way that we travel we push each other like completely out of our comfort zones Mm -hmm. we've gone to let's go through them uh prague morocco china india thailand cambodia costa rica did i miss any i think that was the bulk of them now i have to say you vietnam you you have gone on your own travels without me with your husband or friends or whatever so you've done a lot more than me but our travels together so you might notice in that list of places those are not typical travel spots. They're not
0: easy travel spots. No, they're not for just anybody. They are not. Especially India. Yeah. They're not for just anybody. We joke
1: that um, people would not like to travel with us because mom and I like to be challenged. We like to go to places where we might not find people who speak English. We may not find food to eat. There may or may not be toilet paper. There may or may not be a bathroom. Maybe just a hole in the ground. That's happened. Yeah, that's happened before too. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So, but I do, I mean, don't you think like we have gotten so much closer, even though we were really close before that so much closer with that connection and
0: that bond oh absolutely yeah because uh you know we shared we even though some of us uh, sometimes we had a little difference of opinion Mm -hmm. uh, especially like in morocco when she put a king cobra around her neck (laughs) and was blessed by a king cobra i honestly the only time i've walked off and said she is not my child <laughs> because uh, that king cobra was right in her face. It was. It was actually blessing my forehead. Yeah, it was. And I had. They have videos to say show that. And I was certainly not for that. And she did not <laughs> listen to me. And if she was where I could have spanked her, that'd probably been the only time in my life that <laughs> and I. I was like thirty-two. At I would have wore her out. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so that was uh, the most probably parenting. That was probably the most difficult thing I've ever been through because I, I kept thinking, that. what in the world if this snake by. And we have to go to the and hospital. here we are in Morocco. Yeah, we yeah. don't know where we're going. Yeah, we have you know. no connection. We so don't that even will, know where a hospital is. Right. Yeah. So that was the thing that really sticks out in my mind that... That was poor judgment. <laughs> and I should have really been a tougher parent, but no kidding. She was an adult, and it was something she'd always wanted to do or yeah. thought she wanted to do, and it she lived. And I lived, yeah. and it was one of the
1: most incredible experiences of oh, my life.
0: right, exactly. It
1: really was. It, it was a very zen moment. I, I felt like it was like otherworldly or out-of-body experience. Yeah. I wear a snake ring on my finger every day as a reminder of that experience because, number one, Morocco was my favorite. That was my number one bucket list place. Mm-hmm. And Marrakesh, where that happened, to be fair— was one of the most magical places we've ever seen. It was exactly. like it was like sitting on the set of Indiana Jones. Like yeah. it was incredible. So that was one of the coolest moments, but I know that was a real challenge for mm-hmm. you. But I just have to say, I have to in I give you props for because you came from a tiny town and you never really lived anywhere else at no, all. You were no. born and raised in the town that I'm from, Sulphur, Oklahoma. So the fact that you're willing, It's incredible what you've done. The fact that you're willing to go to these places that are off the beaten path. It's not like we go to London. You know, we're going Mm -hmm. to Cambodia. We have seen war zones. We have stood at the side of the killing fields. We Mm -hmm. have, I mean, we have really, we've been there. We've Mm -hmm. seen like dogs and pigs and elephants eating trash with humans eating in India India. like we've seen some crazy stuff Mm -hmm. the fact that you number one want to do that to challenge yourself and see the world and get outside
0: your bubble Um, and number two that you really enjoy it like oh oh, yes I, I mean it's incredible it's incredible uh, like in uh, India, where the monkeys were <laughs> hanging all over the electric yeah. wires oh, and stuff, god, at yeah. any time there could have been a fire, oh, you know. My god. But it was just, you know, people say, "Why would you want to go to those countries?" Yeah, and you know, it's just absolutely amazing. But you have to have an open mind mm-hmm. and go in. It's not for just anybody, but it is tremendous. What I, the memories we have. Oh my god! And you know, and shared over that, and we climbed the Great Wall twice mm-hmm. in a blizzard. That was my. That was my Olympic moment. That was probably. <laughs> Your hardest physical challenge would you say abs- yeah, yeah That was unbelievable was. That was really hard on me Yeah I had trained for weeks Before you that You had But we didn't walking. know We were going to be in a blizzard No we didn't know that yeah. But you know Go to the top of the uh, Of the uh, Great Wall of China Yeah And then the next year We went And it was spring And uh, we it was beautiful Yeah It was a different part of it yeah. So you know Those are memories You can never ever take away They're yeah. just fabulous yeah. And we don't ever fight uh-uh. We know each other What we want to do And yeah. if you get tired I kind of know it and yep. say you know, or if you see I'm lagging behind, you'll kind of say, okay, let's take a break or whatever. Yeah. But we are, we are travelers. We really we really are. <laughs> yeah, but we're I not tourists. We are travelers. Yeah, and there's a
1: very real difference. Yeah. like if you're somebody who needs a nice hotel, then you know, you're, we're not your travel buddies for sure. If you're some somebody who needs like all the amenities and you're going to complain about food and all that, like
0: you can't travel with us. You're not allowed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we where was that? Was was it Cambodia? It's Cambodia Cam- was probably our tra- most it, trying. It was trip. Cambodia because we. And if anybody from software listens to this, they will know what Jimmy's Motel is. (laughs) And we stayed in a hotel that was a little, not quite as nice as Jimmy's Motel. No. No. No,
1: it was, it had no air conditioning. No air conditioning. And it was like a hundred and. Twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was uh, questionable. And, w- and when we opened the window, there were uh, roosters were literally our alarm clock, mm-hmm. which we were used to. I grew up on a ranch, no big mm-hmm. deal. Uh, there was a sex pillow. <laughs> exactly. When we checked yeah. in, so that was interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've really seen. It. Oh, and there was no hot water. No hot water. Which was actually okay because we had no air conditioning, so and it we would was just hot. get hot as blazes and then jump in the shower and freeze to death. So it worked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think like putting ourselves in all of those experiences have really taught us about ourselves taught us about each other
0: and those are priceless. Memories. Oh absolutely priceless priceless but you know ever since Chester was a little bitty old enough to start talking and, mm-hmm. and going and doing she has not slowed down in kindergarten she got in trouble all the time for talking Yes, because she talked all the time and I said man just to think that she gets paid town for talking <laughs> every day and loves her job but she was she's been a firecracker her entire <laughs> life and she enjoys it and everyone else enjoys it and that's why I think she's so loved because she's. She's, she's out there, but she's not boisterous. She just talks and she never meets a stranger mm-hmm. and she's pleasant, mm-hmm. you know, but she'll put you in your place if you get her, her riled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if she knows it's not right. She's going to let you know. And that's the way you want to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I try to live a healthy balance, I yeah. think. But yeah. I'm just like you. I got all the
1: good stuff from you, and then God rest my father's soul. I got really fun stuff from him too. Absolutely, you know, he was yeah. the fun dad. Yeah. I got, I definitely got my temper, but I also got, you know, my sense of fun from him, and my se- definitely a sense of humor. He had an incredible sense of humor. Oftentimes, really. Not appropriate, not PC, which works for my job on the radio. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he loved music. He loved music. Yeah. He gave me my love for music. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So many songs you hear now that you range him back right away. Oh, incredible. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: like I said, he and I were very close friends yeah you know we spent mm-hmm. a lot of friend time together especially as i got older mm-hmm. um unfortunately he passed away when i was only 24 um but we did have some great time yeah. so there's no, no no bad blood no ill will no, no we're not saying absolutely anything absolutely not uh, no. but since he's
0: not here to defend himself i want to make sure we make that clear <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly yeah no. and he never did uh object to any kind of my uh parenting skills i mean he really didn't no you know I, not that i recall never you know. said anything to never me. said anything about well you're not doing this or that right or anything Thing. He yeah. just knew that I'd take care of my kids, you know, yeah, yeah and he uh, did. Yeah. And he enjoyed them and had fun with them, And so life was good. I think, yeah. you oh. know, we had our ups and downs and we were not as wealthy as we thought we were at times, mm-hmm. but we, we, you know, we weren't in debt or anything, but we just yeah. did it as we could. Well, you yeah. guys,
1: you weren't meant to be as a couple. But as you have always said, that Bub and I were the best things you guys ever did. Like you came together in order to have and raise these kids.
0: Oh, exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, I even thought about staying with him longer because of you children. Yeah. But I knew that, you know, sometimes you're just not meant to be together and it wasn't the best thing. And it's not that we fussed. Yeah. We never fussed. The day we, we decided to... A divorce or to break up to get a divorce. My kids didn't even know. We had we both sat down and talked to him about it mm-hmm. and explained to him what we were going to do, and because uh, he had already got an apartment, you know. And people had no idea. Yeah, You know, and it wasn't like we were a fake family. We just didn't fuss. Yeah. You no, know? it was not your thing. I can honestly mm. say I do not remember until my
1: 18th birthday. You guys got in a fight because it was a child support oh, issue. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the way my birthday fell, long story short, he didn't pay that month. And it was a douchebag thing on his part. And I would tell him that if he were alive today. Like he knows that wasn't yeah. his best decision. That was literally my 18th birthday, the very first time I ever heard you guys cross words, which I think is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's impressive. I was an adult. Yeah. You know, um, that was it. That was the only time. And I only heard that because I happened to pick up the phone at the same time that you did back on the day of landlines. So, I mean, it, that's an amazing feat. You guys never fought. And even when you did, you really should write a book on divorce. Like, you really should. Because, look, if you're going to get a divorce, obviously, it's not condone. We don't condone it. But if you do have to, if you have to make that choice, and that's the healthiest choice for you and your kids, you guys did it the right way, because even when you sat us down, I remember that conversation. Mm-hmm. I was young, but mm-hmm. I remember it. Mm-hmm. I it never I wasn't like sad. Did I cry? Do you remember? Did we I, cry? No, neither
0: one of you cried. I don't now. remember that. But that first night, I let you go uh, spend the night with your dad. Yeah, because he had a noodle apartment. Yeah. and told him, you know, we sat down and explained it and said you could go spend the night with your dad. And that was the first night in my whole life that I had ever stayed by myself. That's incredible. And uh, we lived in a two-story house, and I did not go to sleep all. All night long. you stay up and organized and up, clean. Yeah organized and cleaned and I was afraid to go upstairs and go to sleep because I thought a boogeyman would come downstairs <laughs> and get me and then so when it got sunlight out then I went I fell asleep you know yeah but it was like on a Friday night right. so then I didn't have to work on Saturday but you kids never knew that. Never knew never that. Knew- I knew it as an adult you've yeah. told me that before but as a child I never right, ever knew that right. knew and the way
1: you guys painted it, it was like okay well your dad's gonna have this little house mm-hmm. and you guys can go there and it'll be fun and and he set it up in that. That way we had cots mm-hmm. because it was a t- it was a one room little tiny house. Wow. Um, and I we had our own little cots,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he made them all co- comfy and cozy. We had like our little toys or stuffed animals or whatever there. And we slept there until he got a better place eventually. But it was almost like a slumber party. It felt that way. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like, oh, this was so sad and dramatic and none of it none mm-hmm. of it it was just like okay we're not working out as a couple we still love you guys you're our main priority and this is how it's going to be from now on and that's how it was we're
0: just going to live apart yeah. Yeah. yeah so
1: write the book yeah well, no, <laughs> But I, I really
0: do think that you know you got to keep your kids if that's the best interest of the children you know mm-hmm. but i know some there's a lot of really hard tough divorces with kids sure. but you know that's just so de- detrimental to them and then when they have Kids, the grandkids feel it. It starts cycles that just last forever. If you can't find a way to put your own stuff to the side right they don't they don't put aside their problems and be adults and try to do what's in the best interest of the kids yeah. and it's, one parent might be able to try to do that but if the other parents are not going to do it it still doesn't work yeah you know that's yeah, true yeah yeah it's, but I think it's pretty good when the kids my adult kids said that was the best thing you would have ever done is to get a divorce ever I knew yeah. we
1: we know we yeah. know how it was a healthy decision yeah, for, you, for guys. Both of us, yeah. so. you guys yeah you guys weren't meant to be and you raised us great and it was healthier on the other side of it. Everybody was happier. Yeah. So it was a really great example for us, you know, and that's why when I went through my first divorce, I didn't feel like it was the end of the world. I felt like, okay, this isn't working out. And thank God I, I, you know, and I can say that guy is a great guy. I'm still friends with him to this day. He's moved on. He's married. He has kids all is well in the world, but we weren't meant to be married, but thank God I didn't just stay in it for no reason or, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I moved on recognizing that and I had that power from you guys showing me it a good example of hey if it's not going to work out it can still be okay mm-hmm. you know I mean
0: but you tried you want oh, sure, to try sure. you know it's just like you don't give up frivolously of you course know. not yeah you know but you yeah. want to try but you know God shut that door and opened another one and whoa, well, what a blessing <laughs> yeah exactly and look at the <laughs> yeah. my husband and my little uh, Cody no. bear in our home in California I could my, not be happier yeah exactly we would never written that script but it's worked out the most beautiful script in the world that's exactly right on that note
1: I think that's it for this time we've talked almost an hour so they're and we could talk clearly, for many more <laughs> i was gonna say we could clearly do this all day we're probably gonna have part two part three part four part five all right you guys thank you so much for being here mommy thank you for being here well
0: thank you for inviting me of and course. i hope that it sounded all right
1: it sounded wonderful she was she was concerned about her sweet little southern accent but it's the most adorable thing and i know everyone fell in love with it so don't you worry
0: okay <laughs> love y'all see you
1: later all right you guys bless your, heart. Bless your heart. If you want to connect with me, hit me up on uh, my email, Chasta, on air at gmail.com. Instagram is Chasta Lynn. Twitter is Chasta. And Facebook is Chasta Radio. And until next time, remember, rock your life.
0: (laughs) You betcha. (laughs)